Welcome to Bat Therapy, the psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. So we decided to do Batman Returns. It's the holiday season. It's true. We've shifted off of our season two topic, even though we're technically still in season two. <laughs> yeah, we're still, this is a, this is like our, our a musical episode, right? Like, or <laughs> I, the first time they did a musical episode on The Flash, I had no idea what was going on. And I also was shocked that Barry Allen could uh, sing so well, Grant Gustin. But then my wife told me that he had shown up on Glee. She, she was uh-huh. a big Glee fan, fan and apparently he was up there and so it was really funny the first time to do that so yeah this is our i guess you can't really call it a musical it's not a musical episode I'm not, season, I'm not doing any singing season two wrapped up with some holiday cheer yeah, it's the star wars holiday special <laughs> except good Ex- yeah except please listen it won't be bad yeah because we're doing batman returns we're doing there batman batman returns which is honestly oh boy <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> it's so weird. I I love this. I love this movie and it was the first movie I definitely ever saw Michelle Pfeiffer in. It was my introduction mm-hmm. honestly to Danny DeVito as well, Christopher Walken. Like I the, the quite the cast in this extremely oh, yeah. weird movie. Tim Burton just he is <laughs> a master of all things weird because it's still set in this Gotham city where it could be literally in a year. Is it the eight, the night early 1900s? Maybe. Is it the eighties? Could be like, it's the strangest yeah, thing. It's an odd, odd place. Yeah. From the very beginning. And it was so weird that they were like, Hey, we're going to do penguin in this. We should get Pee Wee Herman to play his father. When you when you told me that I didn't believe you because I hadn't remembered it and sure enough there he is popped yeah. up on the screen I was like what yeah and what's funny is his parents in this are also his parents in the Gotham TV show oh they they come back and reprise those roles like the same people wait yeah. really yeah I want to yeah I'm almost yeah they pop back up again as his parents in that huh. so yeah. If you haven't seen the movie in a while, it does occur around Christmas time. So there's your Christmas cheer. It it starts off. It's like it's the Batman story of Mos of, of Moses, right? They, they oh, I'm gonna put this kid in the river and hopefully someone good finds him. No one good finds him. He just grows up in the Arctic, uh the Arctic section of the Gotham Zoo. <laughs> well, and so so not only that, but it's. Okay, baby's born. Baby looks not normal, I guess. Parents immediately say, put baby in basket, shove into sewer. Yeah. A weird start. Weird start. Especially because I think they seem to kind of suggest that his parents might be rich or something. 
They, yeah, they're definitely well. Yeah, the cobble pots are definitely well off, and I feel like there were other options. But I mean, whatever. What yeah, do I know? Yeah, there, there, there were. But I mean, you can't make a good decision if you want a good villain, right? Like you have to. <laughs> you need some. You need some a good hefty amount of trauma there, yeah, right? Yeah. And nothing says trauma like ice cold water and yeeting a baby into a yeah. river. Yeah, because he's yeah. ugly. I'm like, that's well, on the parents, though, right? Like, they were the ones that they were ugly. So, so <laughs> you're blaming their genetics. That's their fault. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's definitely an interesting theme for him because it, in this movie, I feel like they do a good job of creating this character that if you if you just kind of see his mannerisms and how he looks, and I mean, let's be real, people are cruel, and yeah, he would struggle. So there, there's there's this scene where Christopher Walken's character, and Christopher Walken is very Christopher Walken-y in this movie. Oh, man, if you need your dose of Walken, <laughs> oh my God, watch yes. this movie. They even pick a guy to play his son who does mannerisms to perfectly fit to be his son. It's yes. great. Uh, so, yeah, if you need some Christopher Walken, there you go. He's such um, an ass in this movie. He is. <laughs> oh and so God. he creates this whole situation. He's, of course, you know, has his own ill-begotten things he wants to do. But he's trying to, you know, use Penguin, and he wants everyone to like the Penguin. And so <laughs> essentially they kidnap a kid at an event and then have the <laughs> Penguin fake rescue the, the kid. It was and so bad. <laughs> You you both think to yourself, this is so bad, this is so ridiculous, and oh no, they're probably right that this is one of the only ways that you could actually get people to automatically be on Penguin's side, because otherwise you've got this guy showing up that is just so different. I mean, you see how people react and respond to different things about him, because he's lived in the sewers. Yeah. His best friends are penguins, which, I mean, has always been a dream of mine, but I'm sure that that gets, you know, a little complicated. He loves umbrellas. He loves umbrellas. <laughs> you know, all right. You know, we all have hobbies. But, you know, he's he's eating fish raw, and he <laughs> he has different hygiene and add all that that he's, you know, got these oddities to him. Unfortunately... It would take a lot to maybe have people in just generally respond to him positively rather than, you know, being as negative and cruel as, as we sometimes can be. Yeah. You know, and it's it's one of those times where I'm like, man, he would have done well if he had found like a nice circus to travel around with, I think. Well, he does seem to have they seem to suggest that his friends come from the circus. Yeah, it's weird. They don't. It's like the the yeah. It's like a a group of circus act circus act like slash terrorists. Like I don't. It's it's. They they do seem to know their way around explosives. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. They. I don't, yeah. I don't think most people in the circus know about explosives, but I you know I actually don't think I've ever met anyone who worked in the circus either. I mean, yeah. So. I, don't think i do but yeah it's they were they're called the the red triangle circus gang and so mm. i guess they're they know they're villains hence the the gang but they're, a, they're like villains the with a gang 
okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. But the Red Triangle Circus Gang, like they could have stopped that circus, but they were like, no, no, no. Circus needs to be an adjective. We're a gang. And so right then, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, they know what they're about. They're they're just villains with a circus theme, which tracks for this very, very odd movie. I do love that these the, the villain origin stories in this is so far away from what we know from so the comics. Away. It's like, so- oh. <laughs> I wonder if he looked it up. Like... I wonder if he actually looked it up like, uh, we're going to do the Penguin and Catwoman for this movie. And to Burton's like, I got it. She falls out of a window, gets bitten by a pack of stray cats. Boom. Catwoman. <laughs> I have to say, when I was watching her, love love me some Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. I think she did a phenomenal job. But it did read more Harleen Quinzel than it did Selena Kyle. Very much so. She definitely snaps. And it's it's really strange for me because I'm terrified and infatuated with her at the same time. <laughs> I And I feel like that had an effect on me growing up. I feel like that kind of set, set the tone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it. you were talking about how, how her character formed... It is very interesting. Uh, I I actually really enjoyed, because I've watched this movie a bajillion times, uh, but a lot of them during childhood before any of the psychology training and whatnot. Yes. And so she, Christopher Walken, being the, potentially the worst villain in the whole movie. Oh, by far. He's by, he's by far the worst villain. What's his name? Max Shrek. Yes, that's it. He's Shrek. Shrek. Very interesting last name. Pre-green so he... Shrek. <laughs> yeah, he's not an <laughs> ogre yet. So he pushes, he pushes Selena Kyle out of this like high window. Um, so I think it's a combination of reasons because she forgot to give him his speech for when he was presenting it at the holiday thing, and then also she was trying to kind of sort things for meetings, and I think she saw the wrong information yep she inadvertently kind of came across the wrong stuff honestly though i feel like it was a combination of those factors oh yeah he (laughs) He might have pushed her out the window even without that he's a little loose of a cannon but he just didn't like her like when the first time you see her she's like she comes into the meeting and she tries to ask a question and oh god what does he say he says i I apologize on behalf of my secretary she hasn't been housebroken yet yeah he's a he's a national treasure treasure that man oh my god (laughs) so he shoves her out of this high window she falls all the way down it's a miracle she's alive she gets not on by some stray kitties uh which man there were a lot of cats coming out of nowhere gotham needs to figure that out but she goes home (laughs) (laughs) she goes home and i actually really enjoy what they did with this because it it comes off potentially really odd but there's a lot going on for your brain and your body when you've just gone through some sort of life-threatening event or trauma especially if the the traumas that tend to kind of hit us the most are ones that 
our violence, particularly perpetrated by other people versus, say, like an accident or a natural disaster. Not to say that those can't be hard to manage either, but just the ones that are harder for our brains to process and make sense of tend to be person to person. And then if you're directly witnessing or or being it, it being perpetrated against you, i.e. someone shoving you out a window. And so it's a lot for you to take in. You're you're all over the place. And so she like comes into her apartment and she's she essentially comes in talking to herself similar to how she does earlier before all this happens but she's all her hair's all must she's all over the place she's muttering and there's this like disconnected almost like depersonalized like she seems there but not there and she starts you know tearing apart her place and and all of a sudden she's making herself this costume and she's turning into Catwoman. And I I actually, I really loved how it was essentially showing all of these different kind of immediate responses that a person might actually have to a really terrible traumatic thing happening to them. Yeah, it was, she has like a, it is, all right, question for you. Is the term mm. psychotic break accurate? Is is that a is that a a, a, a phrase that that can be used? No. Okay. So this would not be a psychotic break. There's there's nothing to suggest psychosis happening here. However, I could totally see someone wondering if some sort of psychosis was happening. So just or when it comes to psychosis, we're thinking things like you're seeing things that aren't really there, you're hearing things that aren't really there. Um, you might have very fixed or stuck beliefs that are sometimes called delusions that are really hard to kind of shift based on information in front of you. Uh, you may have trouble with your thoughts being what we call linear. So it might be hard to kind of track what a person's saying because they kind of jump all over the place. And there, there are some other symptoms too that can kind of fall into this. I'm, I'm just hitting some of them. Everything that she's reacting to can be attributed to an immediate response to the traumatic event happening. When we use the term psychotic, there's actually a group of things that fall under psychosis in terms of symptoms. And here, sometimes these things can look like one another. Like she's muttering to herself. You could wonder, hey, is she seeing things that aren't there or hearing things? Or she seems out of, out of kind of... Out of sync with reality in some way, and so I can see where where you start thinking that. But actually, if you look at okay, so um, what's happening? It's probably her brain and body, almost essentially like let's say you got electrocuted, and all of a sudden you, you know you're trying to kind of sort it all back together again. Um, so it it wouldn't be a psychotic break, but there's definitely a lot of stuff going on with her psychologically in those moments. Yeah, because like she, she she just starts knocking stuff off the walls. She starts mm -hmm. spray painting things. She, oh yeah, I forgot about spray paint. Yeah, she spray paints things. She she breaks out her sewing machine. Just starts going to town. When she becomes Catwoman, she takes on this very very female empowerment attitude yes. like at one point she very saves the woman she's like oh my god you saved me and she's like you put yourself in this position like you're the <laughs> worst like she's 
you say, now, sir? I laugh and I, I apologize for, for anyone who has been in one of these situations. It is not your fault. Absolutely I not. I don't care what alley you were in or whatnot. Um, but just kind of the, this laughter of, of yeah, just like the extreme that, that she goes to with this. Yeah, she puts on this whole persona. And, you know, so this happens very, very quickly for her. And and I, I want to to be clear about something is that most people have very strong reactions to a trauma when it first happens. And there's even, um, there's kind of the normal, I hate that word. Um, what's a better way? There, there's, for the average person, there's actually a lot of things that you could be reacting to. And people might say, hey, is that PTSD? But it's only really PTSD if it sticks with that person for a long period of time. And so she's understandably kind of sorting through all this stuff. But sometimes what you do see with folks when they go through an intense trauma, they might adapt themselves to try and minimize that sort of trauma happening again. Um, Usually they don't end up dressing as a cat (laughs) or, you know, whipping people or, you know, going out and... Uh, beating up burglars or, or anything. Um, but it could be that a person stops going certain places or sometimes a person might stop wearing makeup or they'll gain weight or other things that are kind of this protective layer in a response to that situation so it won't happen again. And she's this kind of really cool kind of ha- – they created this symbolic extreme version, shall we say, for her. Uh, in this storyline that you don't normally see. Well, and it's interesting because I've never seen this, like I'd never seen this Selena Kyle. So in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the movie, she's essentially this character, this person that's constantly getting mistreated, constantly getting walked over, stepped on, talked to rudely, talked down to downtrodden. Like she's constantly in this situation where Mm -hmm. she's looking up at, the rest of the world well also being very brilliant and capable i mean you get these little spotlights yes there's actually someone in there that they're not giving credit to right it's it's funny because it's like she was she always had this inner it just it surfaced after this traumatic experience and it's so good the look on shrek's face when she walks in Mm-hmm. after he thought he had killed her like it's <laughs> it's it's such a good it's such a good moment because so he's good. like huh well this is bad <laughs> like it's... i i can't imagine having that gumption right. to say okay that dude tried to kill me you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna walk right into work tomorrow. on time <laughs> on time show up to his meeting with bruce wayne look great like yeah it's just <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Bruce gets so infatuated with her so quick. So infatuated. His his persona of Bruce Wayne is <laughs> He's so, so quirky. Quirky and odd. And and he even says there, what, what does he say? He says something like, uh, we're the same. We're split right down the middle. Uh, he ends up saying that to Selena Kyle slash Catwoman uh, in this movie because I think he relates so much because they're both super quirky characters in this. Yeah. And they both have that, you know, he hits on his duality. They both have that duality of these like different sides of themselves. And one of them is kind of this tentative uncertain. And then the other one is very much the opposite of that. 
also, and we we talked about this when we did the first uh, Tim Burton Batman movie. In this one, once again, Batman kills quite a few people. <laughs> I was realizing now that you've brought it up to me, I can't unsee the death count. Yeah, it was so bad. the The worst one is the one where he just turns the Batmobile's afterburners on <laughs> and just burns the guy to death. I was like, um, well. That's uh, that's not okay at all. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, and yet he, okay. So I mean, he's he takes great issue with other people killing in this movie. He really does. He does. Great and like, issue. Because and that's what sets him. Like he's he has uh, Catwoman in his sights, Penguin in his sights, because mm-hmm. they. He's like, okay, these this this isn't gonna fly in Gotham. I'm the only one that can do the killing around here. <laughs> I have to, and, but, and I, I wonder if he gets himself a pat on the back and it's one of those things like I get a pass because I'm killing evil circus sewer people. <laughs> right. And that's, and you know, something that stood out to me in this movie, cause that, that hits on something where, okay. He's not on board with Selena trying to kill the guy who had in fact, almost successfully killed her but and and okay i you can argue that that's that's kind of easier to understand than say penguin who decides my parents tossed me out i'm gonna kill all the firstborn children of gotham okay that that's i i see that those are different levels of things but when penguin goes to try and kill someone or do these things or whatnot you i don't think there was ever any empathy from bruce i mean in the beginning he he did mention when he he suspected something was up with penguin when he first arrived right. he's like there's something else going on he did seem to have a little bit of disappointment that he did find out okay there's there there's something conspicuous it seemed like he wanted to be wrong right but he empathized so much with Selena Kyle. And yet here's this guy who literally his parents could look at him so little that they threw him into the sewer and he's been living there his whole life. And you don't think twice about trying to, I don't know, maybe reach out. See if there's a way to rehab this guy instead of, oh, by the way, ending up kind of killing that guy. Because Penguin seems pretty dead by the end of it, too. Oh, yeah. He kills. Yeah. He, he definitely kills Penguin. <laughs> Like so make end. out with Selena Kyle, kill Penguin. Eh, how much of this has to do with how hot Michelle Pfeiffer is? I, I mean, in his defense. I mean, she's hot. Okay, okay, right. I was like, I want... You don't yeah. have to say it. I, I'll say it. She's okay. hot. Yes. I get that. Yes. And, and Penguin <laughs> is probably not hot by most people's standards. Right. Yeah, I just I couldn't help but wonder, well, would you have killed him as quickly if he also looked like Michelle Pfeiffer? Right, if he had a, if he had a solid jawline. <laughs> there you go. Right, like if, if Penguin was played by Matt Bomber, would it have mm-hmm. ended the same way? Well, and so here's the thing: so people that we view as more attractive, we tend to also see as more trustworthy. And we give them other positive attributes before knowing anything about them compared to someone that we deem less attractive. Huh. Yeah. That's and interesting. And I couldn't help. Yeah. And once again, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm on board with Penguin killing all these people, but yeah, I, I would say Batman Bruce Wayne didn't really spend much time trying to kind of win him over to the good side compared to 
Catwoman, Selena Kyle. No, absolutely, absolutely not. Like, and at the end, in, in the at the movie, the the in the third act, he's 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 trying to talk Selena Kyle out, out of killing Shrek. Yep. And First with Penguin, he's just like, I'm gonna stop you violently. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna blow you up as you. Oh my god, I, I keep going back to how weird this movie is because it's just, he has an army of penguins marching down the street with missiles on their back. I would have loved to have been in the, the pitch meeting <laughs> for that movie. It's like, okay, okay. And it's like someone just kind of writing down the stuff they'll need for the movie. A thousand penguins and Christmas rockets on their back. Okay. A giant, a giant duck car. <laughs> All right. That car was awesome. All right. Like a hundred pogo sticks for evil circus sewer guys. All right. Yeah. Like it. it, yeah. it oh, and uh, let's make sure that we get Christopher Walken for Shrek a pair of leather gloves that he will wear in his business meeting. <laughs> if there's not a better example of, yeah, that guy's evil. Right. <laughs> right and this that was just, this was yeah. pre oj simpson trial so like it's oh god i didn't even think about that <laughs> right this is pre leather gloves are villainous like i think he he did it before oh god leather gloves watch out like he did it it was he's, way earlier yeah, he's sitting in this business meeting with everyone and i'm like i would not trust that guy mm -hmm. absolutely not nope like you nope. just <laughs> do you just eat an apple with leather gloves on like what yeah it's so strange it is strange. It is strange. But they they really go all in on this person is a penguin. This person is a cat. Even giving Selena Cow nine mm. lives. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a cat. Which makes me did she did she just know that she had nine lives? Like I, I part of me wonders did I mean, she I, act I, the way she did because she's like, Psh, I got this many left. So, okay, that would veer into, hey, is there potentially some sort of psychosis thing going on here? If she truly, like, thought, hey, I have these attributes of a cat that people don't have, like, nine lives. Yeah. I, I think they were more playing around with the idea, but uh, Shrek is just a terrible shot. That's, that's what my guess is. Well, I thought he, I thought he was actually shooting her, though. Yeah, but, you know, maybe he shot her shoulder and her oh, hip or something. Oh, non-vitals. Yeah. Not yeah. much. Okay. Gotcha. That, that, that's my guess. And then she makes out with him and an electrical line at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a movie. What a movie. It's so good. You haven't even mentioned my favorite part. Okay. So you start the movie, you're getting introduced to all these different characters, and then it flashes to Bruce Wayne brooding silently <laughs> in the complete dark in this like big study of his yes. until suddenly the bat signal from outside shines like i can't remember if it's on his face or on the wall or whatever and i was like was what how long was he sitting there doesn't it reflect off like nine different things and then it shines on him i just <laughs> what he's he's just sitting there it's complete okay so i have been deemed a vampire by past roommates because i like natural light Mm -hmm. And when the natural light goes away, sometimes I am left in a darker room without having turned on any lights. So I understand sitting in the dark to a certain degree, but it was near pitch black it was. in this room. Absolutely. 
And he was just sitting there. Absolutely. He's, it's, he's, uh, these, these bird moves are really on the nose about <laughs> like this, this is this character. And mm, if they're named yeah. after an animal, they're going to act like it. I mean, Schumacher oh, keeps it up. Point. Schumacher keeps it up too, because poison ivy, the number of chlorophyll and photosynthesis jokes in <laughs> Batman and I Robin. I can't wait for us to eventually do oh that God. movie. Now oh, that man. movie would have been a great musical. Mm. It looks like it even looks like a musical, but um, I, I even I can't even remember what I was saying. But Batman Returns is just the it it's it's one of my favorite Batman movies, and I honestly can't explain why. <laughs> and I realized that when I was watching it because I watched it before we we recorded. And my son, he's he's two, and he's at that age where whatever he sees, he asks questions about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's that? What's that? What's that? And he happened to walk into the room while I was watching it, and it wasn't at, like, a necessarily super violent part or anything. But he's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's Penguin. He And, and I feel the need to completely explain <laughs> it in detail to him. Like, that's Penguin. He was dropped in the water, but he was raised by all the birds at the zoo. And he's like, well, what's that? I'm like, oh, well, he's, in, he's the evil businessman. He just pushed the cat lady out of the window. He's like, well, what's that? And he just kept doing it. And as he's asking me questions, I'm realizing just how weird <laughs> this movie is <laughs> trying to it's explain like it, it. It's like it was written by a two-year-old. Yes, it absolutely was. But in a great was. way. Yeah. In a great way. Yeah. In an entertaining way. And I, you know, I like, I like how you picked, I didn't pick up on it, but just, you're right. Really leaned into the animals <laughs> yeah. that each character was supposed to be connected to. Yeah. Like, why are you sitting in the dark? There's no reason for Alfred. Are you walking around in the dark too? Like, does he? Does Alfred just have night vision goggles? Because it's like Bruce insists <laughs> on just having a really low light bill every month. Like, every... <laughs> it was. It was just so strange. So strange. Yeah. Oh gosh, it, it's great. It's great though. Th- these movies are just—they have a, a place forever in my heart because the 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 got the Gothamites too—they're they're so helpless. <laughs> they are—they yeah. just have—they don't know what to do. It's like yay a Christmas parade, and then evil people just jump out of gift gift boxes and just—you <laughs> so... can't ever just enjoy a present. Oh yeah, no no peace, it's no so peace sad. for for Gothamites. I love it. Oh man, Absolutely that reminds me of when we in season one when we talked about what it would be like to be a Gothamite. Oh, I <laughs> we could do we could do four we could do so many volumes of I of know, that. Right? It's like uh, today's episode of what it's like growing up Gotham <laughs> or <laughs> or lack yeah, like or lack thereof. Right? Like I yeah, I imagine yeah. like even going to high school in Gotham. It's like well we started with a graduating class of this number, but uh oh god. You know, eight of us came out on the other side. You know, it's probably eight more than they expected. I finally escaped Gotham. I'm moving to Metropolis. Have <laughs> <laughs> fun with that. Oh, man. Um, Do we have a mindful nerd moment for this amazing, amazing movie? We do. Um, And I just, I couldn't get away from brooding Bruce Wayne. So I thought we could do some mindful brooding in the dark. <laughs> okay okay do i do i need to turn lights out for this <laughs> you can 
you can use your imagination or you can turn your lights out, uh, whichever way. But yeah, I, I just, I was so amused by it. I, I couldn't think of anything else. So I, I think what we'll do is just say, you know what? We're going to be Bruce sitting in the dark and, and we'll choose to see that as him just taking in a moment of, of quiet contemplation before his night starts and the signal flashes in front of him. <laughs> I I love it. I really, really love it. Like he, that, that scene is just great. If, if y'all haven't watched so Batman great. Returns in a while, please. I'm please sure do. the YouTube, if there's a YouTube clip of it, we will post it on our website, but it's just, <laughs> it's such a good scene. And I really do think like the bat signal shines and then it hits something and then it hits something else. And then it shines on him. Like it's oh, very man. obvious that he is Batman at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. No one knows. Well, actually everyone he sleeps with knows. So that is true. That is or true. Or makes out with. Yeah. Or... Even even his PG relationships, they tend to find out. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some mindfulness. Mindful, Mindful brooding. brooding. This is, <laughs> this is a new one. Let's do it. So like we always do, um, if you're comfortable with it, closing your eyes. Or you can just soften your gaze, not looking at anything in particular in the room. And uh, sitting sitting straight but comfortable. And start with just taking a few deep breaths. And with those breaths, just using that as an opportunity to focus in on the moment, put away those distractions of the day. And with the next few breaths, I want you to put yourself in the shoes of Bruce Wayne and picture the scene that we were just describing you're in your large kind of living room area. You're in you're in this big leather chair and you're sitting there, it's dark. And you're just taking this moment to yourself where there's nothing to detect. There's no crime to fight. This is one of those few calm peaceful moments. And with each deep breath, you breathe in the calm, the still, and, and the darkness around you. And you exhale with appreciation for this moment of rest before the night begins. And just really take in the feel of your chair the feel of the air, the look of the dark room. And when you breathe in, breathing in the calm surrounding you and breathing out in appreciation of this restful moment. Breathing in the calm, breathing out in appreciation. Your mind may stray to all the different things that Batman needs to do. And when that happens, you just go back to focusing on breathing in that the darkness, the calm, the peace. And breathing out in appreciation for this moment. <sighs> 
and you look up and you see that reflection coming. The bat signal starts to flash through your window, light up your room, and you're ready to take on the night. Now I'd like you to just take a few breaths, adjusting back to you and the podcast. We have helped Bruce through his brooding. He's ready for the night. And so now we're going to shift back into our chat and finish up our episode today. How was it? How was mindful brooding? I love it. (laughs) I I thought you might like that one. (laughs) As someone who only turns on the light to film this podcast. Oh my God. I absolutely, You're worse than me. I, no, really. I, I am like, I will, the number of times, like my wife has come and she's like, you're just sitting in the dark on a, <laughs> on a computer. <laughs> like what, why are you like this? Like we, there's so many lamps. Like we, we have so many different options and the only time I'll turn a light on, I always need a light whenever I'm gonna eat something. I hate eating in the dark. Oh, sure. I hate eating in the dark, but everything else, like when you said you, you're a fan of natural light, I'm like, I'm not even a fan of natural light. I just, <laughs> I will keep the blinds closed and let the plants die. Like, I will. Like, I really, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. This is nice and dark. No glare on any screens. Like, this is wonderful. So perfect. So whenever she gives you a hard time, you can just say, I'm practicing my mindful brooding. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also like this mindful brooding because this Bruce Wayne, it's like he's just practicing mindfulness before he just goes goes out killing people. No. I don't even... Well... Did, did anyone even get arrested in this movie? Like... I don't even remember seeing any any cops like, "Hey, you're under arrest." Like, nope, it's just Batman going out saving yeah, the day. Yeah, I don't remember anyone by, getting arrested. Murdering people by the dozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Love it. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown. Find me on social media at Crafting the Mind. And I'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJBS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. See you next week. Same Bat time, same Bat channel.